I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lee bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Uh, we're coming to you live. We've got. Um, I'm gonna say. Hold on. Let me handle. Let me handle it. Wait let me a handle minute. The intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You got it. Okay. Hello, hello, listeners. This is your <laughs> humble constituents, Pony Express, and the Plague. Uh, today we are joined here by a a, a personal friend of mine and uh, a, a very special guy. Um, some of you may know him as uh, possibly the tallest member within the organization. Um, others uh, may know him as the former site queue of the woodshed, um, or you just may know him as Bovine. So we've got, we've got Bovine here today. Bovine, thanks for joining us, buddy. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, yeah. You know, we like to, I guess, uh, <laughs> cool, thanks. Thanks for the, the feedback there. This is uh, maybe my second time doing the intro, so it's going to be a little stumble through, but uh, I think we usually start off with some questions about, hey, why F3? How'd you get here? Tell us about the nickname and your first day there. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, um, I think I've I think I've listened to all the podcasts so far, so i um, excited, uh, excited that it's uh, my turn to share my story. Um, yeah, so my start, um, I was, uh, it was, uh, it was November of 2020. Um, we were, I was at a, uh, a going away, like happy hour with, uh, with, with my current work. And um, we were, uh, a couple of guys towards the end of it were uh, E85 and Dome. I was sitting at their table and they, uh, they were talking about going to a workout in the morning. And I was like, honestly, like kind of half buzzed. And I was, it was more of like a, like, Oh, Hey, thanks. Thanks for inviting me guys. And they were like, Oh no, actually you should, you should come. It's like a, it's like a free thing in, in a park and, and you should come out. And I was, it was like, it almost felt like a dare. So I was like, okay, yep, I'll, I'll be there. So, and this was a Thursday. So, Friday morning, I, I showed up to the woodshed and there was way more guys than I was expecting to be there. Cause it was still, I mean, there still wasn't a ton of Friday locations and this was before the brickyard opened up. So um, yeah, there was just, there was a lot of guys there and, and it's, and uh, khakis was leading and um, he, it, it seemed like way more professional than what they had, what they had led on. and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it just ended up being a, a really good beat down. We went over to the, the golf course, the par three hole, and we did like a grinder there. And I think I got paired up with, uh, Lucky Charms and, um, everybody was, everybody was super nice, super welcoming. And, um, I, uh, I, I kind of knew, uh, you know, about three quarters of the way through that I was, I was probably going to, you know, at least come back, um, a few times to to do the workout 
Um, so then uh, towards the end, they didn't, uh, the Omen D85 did not, did not tell me about the uh, uh, getting a name. So when I got to the middle, I mean, I was kind of like, like I think like a lot of FNGs, just pretty, um, pretty overwhelmed and like di didn't know what was going on and wasn't giving them very good information and I don't know if it's the 85 or dome throughout. Well, he works for the cattle division of the company. So then people started throwing out different uh, breeds of cows and, and somebody said, uh, somebody yelled out bovine and, and that's what stuck. And I, you know, I, I'm not even sure if people were like using my first name, you know, cause Bo and, and bovine, but you know, it, it ended up, uh, it ended up working out uh, really well. And, and um, I, I kept coming back. Man, that's quite the combo there too for your first workout to be led by khakis and then um, Lucky Charms, man. I love that guy. And he, if, like, if you could partner, yeah. but he's, he's a good dude. What, um, from a, yeah. from a fitness standpoint, I mean, what, how did this compare or what, I guess what were, were you already working out or what was your, your kind of fitness level like? Yeah, but, uh, my fitness background, um, you know, I, in high school, I, I went to a, a small school, so I was lucky enough to be able to do like all the, the classic sports, football, basketball, track. So I always stayed working out during that, got to college and just, I mean, it was just kind of sporadic. I, you know, I'd play a ton of pickup basketball, so I, I stayed in decent enough shape doing that. And then, uh, graduated college and and you know really really kind of slowed down it was just on and off um going to the gym running a little bit on the treadmill doing some weights just nothing uh no, nothing that was i mean it was just you know kind of like barely maintaining um you know and, and, and working out was like not something that i like really enjoyed i was just doing it so i wouldn't turn into a complete slob, I guess, for, for lack of a better um, explanation of it. But um, so pandemic hits and um, I, uh, I mean, it was kind of like uh, a lot of my social, um, you know, my, and my social activities would, were like going to happy hour with friends and coworkers. And um, that kind of went away when, uh, when the pandemic hit. So I started, I started working out like a little bit more treadmill wide, you know, doing a few more miles than, than I normally did. I like, I think I saw somebody post like when the first month of shutdown came, I think like the first full month was April and somebody said something about doing 30 miles for 30 days in April. And I was like, Oh, that sounds like a good challenge. So um, I, I started doing that more, but um, it, it, and it was, it, it was good for me, but um you know, it was just, it was just boring. And, um, when, uh, it was within when F3 came along, I went to that first workout. I was like, well, this, this is way more fun than, uh, going by myself and putting my headphones in at the, at the gym. So that's what, that's what made it easily stick for me. Well, I, I guess that was going to be my next question was you had mentioned in the, the opening of the intro there, when you're talking about your first day that, you know, two thirds of the way through, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I see myself coming back. And, you know, you just said it was, it was 
more fun than running on the treadmill? Was it the, the social aspect or was it the challenge of the workout itself or a combination of the two? I mean, or, or something else I'm not thinking of. Yeah, I, I think it was a combination uh, of the two. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I liked, yeah, like I said, you know, everybody was super welcoming. It, you know, kind of, it felt like a, felt like a team thing. Nobody was really competing against each other. So um, I enjoyed that, that I wasn't, you know, there wasn't going to be some like measurement. It was just a, a you versus you type thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that kept, kept me coming back, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I was, I was a little hesitant about, um, I mean, just being a naturally um, inverted and, and kind of slow to, uh, to uh, get comfortable in, in a new setting. I mean, I was still, you know, I didn't, was, was a little nervous about, uh, you know, going to coffee right away. And um, I still had this, like, this, um, like, uh, like this feeling that well, like, well, these guys have all known each other for a little while. I'm, I'm a new guy. So I'm, I'm just going to kind of hang in the back and I'll keep coming to the workouts, but I'm not going to like fully engage with, um, with, with everybody outside of, outside of the, the beat down, I guess. And, you know, I get that. I get that feeling. I remember having the same thing where you're like, God, these guys are all best friends or just run around together and hang out mm -hmm. outside of this probably. And I'm this, I'm this newcomer. And it, I remember having the same time. Well, you know, I'll come for the workout, but I'm not really here to, uh, you know, exchange pleasantries and, and get to know people. Um, I guess, yeah. When was it that you were like, okay, yeah, it's, it's something where I, I see benefit in kind of connecting with these guys where you go to a coffee one time was it okay i've been to enough workouts and you know i like these guys enough i feel comfortable enough to kind of open up or, or what was it yeah i mean it was it was definitely uh a slower process than it needed to be like i mean at first i was like well i'll never i'll never be in a spot where like i'll even i'll even have to queue i'll just kind of hold back enough to where where nobody will ask me and um I mean, it just kind of slowly, you know, I, um, I think, uh, cause I, I didn't, I don't think I, I didn't cue my first workout until like the next or till June. So like it was about six months before I, before I finally queued. And, and then I think shortly after that, I started going to coffee. I mean, it was just like, there was just, just, it was just really small baby steps, um, for me to, to really embrace, you know, everything that, um, you know, working out, uh, with, with, um, you know, high impact men in the morning, what like, what it all can, can offer. Man, I, you know, it's so cool. Um, I just keep going back to like, like, thank you pandemic for sending us all these amazing leaders, uh, <laughs> because that's what happened. And I, 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 you know, fortunately, unfortunately, whatever, I hear that in your story too. And I, and it just, to me, I think the pandemic highlighted, especially for myself, the, the need for that human interaction. And so I, I love that you found that, um, with the guys and that you found a, a group of welcoming guys. I am curious, you're something I, I've been thinking about lately is, you know, I could probably get a harder workout running, you know, 
30 miles in 30 days or whatever you, the challenge was. Like I, I could probably burn more calories or get a harder, more challenging workout at my house or at the gym. But at some point, like I'm willing to sacrifice the number of calories for like a few minutes with, with my brothers in the gloom, right? I, did you go through anything like that or mm -hmm. tell me about that kind of process for you? Um, yeah, I, I, I did. I mean, I think, uh, I think just, I, I didn't think, I didn't think, you know, working out after high school or college, like I was like, I don't think working out with, with a group of guys is, is really an option. Like I just didn't know it, it existed. Like I, I know CrossFit, but I always had this kind of, um, you know, I don't know if this preconceived notion of like, well, CrossFit, you're still just kind of locked in and there's no, there's not really much social interaction. I, I, I've never been, so I don't know if there is or not, but I just, yeah, I guess I just, I just didn't know that working out and it actually being fun um, was, uh, was an option. So yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, to answer your question, I guess I, I was totally ready to, to maybe give up, you know, burning a ton of calories to, to go into a workout. But to be fair, I, I mean, I think the workouts pushed me harder than, I mean, if it, if I, if I got, you know, if we got really tough in the gym or whatever, I, I mean, I would just, I'd, I'd be done and tap out or as a workout so far, I've been at least able to, you know, hit end and, and, and get to the end of the workout. So. Yeah. And to be clear, right. Our, our workouts are, are still pretty challenging. So to all the CrossFit guys, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you know, come to bovine or, or my next queue. Um, the other thing is, I, I, I think that's even, I think that's even discussing pretty deep, right? Like make it hard and, and they're going to come, the guys will come, make the workouts hard and the guys yeah. will show up to be there. So, yeah. No, yeah. we don't always, we don't always hit that and deliver on that, but I mean, I think it's, uh, it's good to keep in mind. Absolutely. I, the other question I, I had, and I apologize, maybe you covered this and I just didn't listen, but at what point, like what, <clears throat> what changed for you to, to make you say, like now I'm ready to go to coffee or now I'm ready to, you know, stay a few minutes after, or, or like before you took on your PQ, what, what do you think changed? Anything you recognize there? Um, you know, I, I think when I first started and I, I heard that there was coffee afterwards and I was like, Oh, I, I don't have time for that. I got to go home and, and get ready for work. But like, the first couple workouts, I mean, I, I just like literally went home and sat in the chair and I was like, what, what just happened? Like, that's, <laughs> I didn't, I, like, I didn't even know what, what hit me. So, I mean, it just, I, it just took, it was just a combination of realizing, yes, you do, you do have time to go to coffee. Cause now, like, I, I, I hate when I miss, can't go, like when I can't go to coffee now, it's, I feel like I've been like, you know, something's been stolen from me for, for the day. But so, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it was, it was a complete, a complete, uh, complete change on, on that end of it. And I think I, I do have to give a shout out to, to bloodshot. Cause I, he, that the day that it pushed me over the edge was he asked me, he's like, Hey, can you go to coffee? And I was just like, uh, for, I just, that was, that was the stepping stone of, yep, I, I can go. So, so shout out to bloodshot for, for, uh, pushing me over the edge to get the coffee. That, you know, that's an interesting kind of piece of almost advice there of like, 
keep asking, right? If guys are showing up to the workout, mm -hmm. not going to coffee, keep, keep asking them, keep inviting them to that um, coffee piece. Cause I, I'm the same as you. And I, I don't know that I was, able to, I know I wasn't able to create more time, right? I'm, I'm certainly not uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Houdini there, but I just, I just basically convinced myself like, you know, getting ready before that morning meeting isn't, uh, or, or checking emails, being the first to check the emails for the day, isn't really the, the win. Um, yeah. You know, I'm also curious too, um, you know, as you think about your, your progression of, you know, within F3, um, how did you learn about other, other locations? Like you showed up to the woodshed, but how did you know about Ironwood on Monday or what, what, how did you, was it the website or Twitter or what, how'd you get plugged in? Uh, it started off just word of mouth. Like when I found out that there was, um, so I, I, I mean, I live just like two minutes north of um, uh, Memorial or uh, Futurama and Ironwood. So like when I found out that, I mean, everything was within 10 minutes. Um, that, yeah, then I, I, I knew it was going to be easy. But yeah, I mean, it started off word of mouth and it, it did, it, it took me. Uh, three or four months to, to finally get on Slack. And um, I, I got on Twitter, like, like right away. So I mean, that helped, but um, just word of mouth being like, you know, people being like, well, you're at this one, there's one, there's also another site at Stinson on Wednesdays, or um, I, yeah, it just, uh, it just kind of slowly evolved from there. Well, I think that's a, a good question, Blake, because I don't, you know, I'm curious on how I'm telling new guys where to go, you know, because uh, my story is similar to Bovine's where I was first posted at Memorial or Futurama and someone said, hey, are you going to Woodshed? I'm like, what the hell is that? Where's that at? And then they tell you, oh, yeah, it's just, it's actually here on every Friday and it's just down the street over in Elmwood Park. So I never, I wasn't quick to get on the Twitter until I actually, I only formed a Twitter so that I could post my little pre-bath and black glass and my, my name around the video. Um, and I wasn't quick to go to the website. So, I mean, maybe that's something that we should be thinking about is, okay, new guys, let's point you to the website. Let's do this. Or here's how you can get connected. Um, I think it's a great question, Doug. Yeah, Nobs, Nobs, I think, is the one who's kind of reminded me at least that like new guys don't know the the nicknames of locations, right? They know where Elmwood Park is at or Memorial Park, but they don't know, <laughs> they've never heard it called the woodshed before. So, um, you know, one of the other things, uh, Bovine, I'm curious to your thoughts on this too, because, um, you know, we have all these MRF sites and we do all these MRF challenges. And, uh, but what, what are your, what's your take from a fitness perspective? Did you jump right into the MRF or were you like, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to wait on that. Were you intimidated? What's your, How'd you approach it? Uh, yeah. So, well, when I first started, um, Ironwood wasn't open. So that, so Monday was for sure my day off. Cause I, um, Octagon was just far. I mean, it's only like 15, I think it's less than 15 minutes to get to Octagon, but like, I was like, well, I'll, I'll, uh, maybe sometime I'll go check out the Octagon. I'm like, I'm obviously not doing a Murph cause I'm not psycho, but, um, uh, I'm staying away from that. And then, uh, and then once, once Ironwood opened though, I mean, it was, you know, the idea was, I mean, it, it was just like 
it was totally perfect for me. Two minutes away, and you know, the idea was kind of a a modified Murph, get people ready to Murph. And I think one of the first times they had a Smurf, I showed up thinking that it was just some easier version of a Murph. And it turned out, I mean, it was just a Murph, but you try to do it quicker. So, I mean, I was, I mean, that, that was my introduction to the Murph. And, and then I, for a time I was uh, pre, pre having the, having a, having a child, I, I was, I would Smurf on, on Mondays uh, before Ironwood, but that's since I haven't been able to regular regularly uh, attend the the Smurf or the Murf. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, I another again, it was one of those things like I'm never gonna Murf, and then I I was doing it one or two a week um, for well don't, six months. Don't feel bad about not a, not attending the Ironwood Murf. Smurf. I mean, that is 10 steps out of my back door, and I. <laughs> so, so you're, you're fine, man. Um, you know, I am I am curious about, you know, I want to touch on leadership. I think it's a kind of unique role within um, today's episode that I get to an interview to kind of talk to you about taking over the woodshed as a, since I was kind of the guy that passed it to you. Um, but before we get there, you know, you mentioned, you know, there's about a six month period of lag time before you actually decided to do your first cue. Who was it that brought it up to you that, I mean, had you been asked before and you turned them down or was it just, it took that long for someone to say, okay, bovine's not a complete dummy and he can handle it. <laughs> and so they asked you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that's what it was. Cause like I said, at the beginning, like I was just trying to hang back enough to where um, that I, you know, I wasn't, I, for whatever reason, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I can't, I couldn't handle that responsibility or I don't know the exercises well enough or, or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, I got to give a shout out to Betamax. He was the site cue at uh, Heavy Metal. And he, I mean, he, he just asked me and said, hey, would you want to co-Q um, Heavy Metal in three weeks? And I was, I just, you know, I, I was at the point of my F3 journey where, you know, I was, couldn't say no and was saying yes to everything. So, so yeah, I was, I was in and So yeah, it, it, it did take a while um, for, for, I guess, somebody to, to reach out to Q, but um, that was, that was more my doing than, than any site cues for sure. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, though. I mean, your VQ at, at a weights site, right? That's not just like, you know, doing 21s with burpees and burpees on each side, right? I mean, that's a, that takes some thought and, and planning. So kudos to you for that. I, I do want to get your thoughts. So there's kind of this perception that if we can get a guy to, to cue or do his VQ, right, then that creates, that makes it more sticky, right? You're, you'll stay longer or be more mm -hmm. engaged. It, was that the, the case for you? Or what, how did you feel after your VQ? Yeah, but I, it it, it might have kind of made it sticky, I guess. I mean, it was almost it was almost like just uh, like uh, like a relief to get that done. Um, and and then after that, I mean, it was just breaking that barrier. To then after that, if if somebody asked me to cue, I get had no problem. It was just uh, it was just just kind of like 
kind of like everything in my F3 journey. It was just a, a slow process to, to get comfortable in it. And then, you know, once I, who knows if Betamax wouldn't ask me to co-queue, I, mean, I maybe I never would have queued and never would have been a site queue. And I just would still be, um, you know, not going to coffee. I, I don't know, but yeah, it was, uh, um, it did. It, it definitely once I once I queued, it was. Uh, it I, I think that did kind of, you know, launch, launch, launch my next step um, in F three. And and I guess how long was it between your VQ until I decided to ask you to to kind of take over for the woodshed? Uh, so I think it was, it was about, uh, six months. I think it was, I think, cause I think I was just over a year in, uh, F3 when, when, uh, you passed the flag to me and I think you'd asked me a couple months before that. So yeah, I think five or six months after what, my BQ. What, which that is, that is interesting because I don't, I didn't really get to share this with very many people and I didn't when I passed the flag, but I do remember asking you at first and, you know, I said, hey, you know, I've had this flag for way too long. People are starting to give me a lot of grief and besides starting to have some diminishing returns here <laughs> with this leadership. And so I said, hey, are you, <laughs> what are your thoughts on taking over? You're like, man, I think I'm moving soon. So like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I said, all right, never yeah. mind. He's, He's not the guy. And then I, you know, I, I followed up with you just a couple months later. I was like, hey, you know, I, I really do think you'd be a good fit. And I haven't really given up on you. And like, has your status changed? You're like, no, not really. But I think I would be interested. Because I think what happened was, was Wide Right had just gone through his transitionary phase where even though he moved, right, he was a leader for a period of time. And even though he moved, we were able to identify a new successor for him. And I think I told you that. I was like, hey, look, I think you'd be a good fit. It'd be a good opportunity for you to get some leadership here. And if you got to move, okay, that's, that's fine. We just dealt with it and we could do it again. And then I think that's kind of when you yep. said, okay, yeah, we can have lunch and talk about it. So I, I do want to ask you, because I think it's different now that you've kind of taken it over and um, have relinquished control of the flag and found a successor. Where were you at during that period of time when I asked you? Were you ready? Were you not? Were you excited or not? I think when I asked you, like, you want to say, yes, I want to take it on and I'm excited. But now that we're a year and a half removed from that, how were you really feeling? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it was a combination of being excited and nervous. Um, you know, there was, uh, you know, my, when I, started i mean even when i started um f3 i was just dating my now current wife and then um we got married and we have a seven month old since then so um i mean yeah there was just there was just a, a lot of things um coming at me at at one time but it was i mean they were all they were all good things and things that that i needed to um you know keep 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 improving and keep making myself better and i knew um i knew taking over the um the woodshed was was something that was was going to be good for me i mean you know i having a kid halfway through um and at that when, when you asked me i mean I, I knew that we were that we 
had a baby due in June, but um, I, I just it just felt like something that uh, that I was ready to do and and uh, wanted to do. So yeah, I, to answer your question, yeah, I was it was kind of a combination of being excited, nervous, um, maybe slightly um, overwhelmed, but I mean I I knew that um, uh, you know the the packs and and the, everybody that attend the woodshed in this area. I mean, I knew, I knew they were going to help me out. And in the days that I wasn't able to be there, I mean, there was, I, I, you know, the, the, whoever was queuing that day always was, you know, really great about like, yeah, don't, don't got to worry about anything. I, I got it covered. Um, just do what you got to do. So, I mean, that was, that was, uh, that was, that was uh, great on the, on the PAX's part. Man, I, I can't imagine, you know, getting married, being a psych queue and having a baby all all within, you know, I mean, that's, those are three uh, yeah. life-changing uh, milestones. <laughs> I, I'm curious, um, I mean, you know, as you reflect back, was there anything maybe, maybe through F3 or through being a psych queue or that maybe prepared you to be a husband or a father or do you I mean is there anything there because I think ultimately that's what we're hoping to do right is is create strong community leaders I I don't know anything there yeah I mean uh, for sure I mean just being around um all these all 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 the guys in the morning um COTs just you know mumble chatter about um you know how they um how they handled becoming a father or the relationships or just mature, you know, maturing in general, like it, it, it all just kind of, I guess, hit, hit my life circumstances just like perfectly, you know, um, getting into F3, getting engaged, getting married. I mean, it was just all like, uh, it was just really good to have another, um, I don't know, coach, if you will, on, on all those different changes. So, I mean, I, I feel really lucky that I was, that F3, you know, came into my life at, at, it seemed like just like the perfect time. That's really cool. And I, and you don't have to answer this one, but I, I just, I'm trying to do the math there. Was this a honeymoon baby or what, or was this a? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I joke with people. I'm like, don't, don't, yeah, don't, uh, don't do the math but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, t- totally kidding. So I, I am curious, uh, how's it going today? Being a, being a father, a husband, all that. I mean, what's, how, what's it like? Yeah, it's good. It's great. I mean, it's, it's, a yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, for, for, uh, post-college for, um, you know, uh, almost a decade, I was just living a bachelor life and, you know, totally not uh, any anywhere close to being prepared to being a good husband and father. And um, it's, you know, it's completely, yeah, obviously it's changed my life and it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's been great. Yeah, really great. Well, I think the other piece then, you know, that kind of segues nicely and I, and I know we were, we were talking a little bit about leadership, but I, I do want to get your thoughts. I mean, essentially, right. All of this is, is life is the, is the flux, right. Kind of the life on life's terms or, you know, um, and so I, I think for, for me, that kind of leads to some questions about faith or that third F piece and just, just mm-hmm. kind of increase your, you know, maybe what's been, what's been your experience and then what, um, 
you know, maybe where are you headed in, in that area if, if you would share with us? Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up, um, you know, we went to Sunday school and church most Sundays. Um, you know, I felt like I had a uh, pr pretty good um, faith life or faith journey going. And then I got to college and I think I kind of did uh, similar to what other people's experiences are. I just dropped off uh, on church attendance and, and really post-college too. Um, but uh, once I met my wife, um, she, she kind of picked that back up and uh, started, I started attending church with her um, uh, every Sunday and, and um, just kind of getting back into the, uh, to, to, to the flow of, of things. And, and then, I mean, and then again, I mean, I've, you know, along comes F3 where you're praying every morning. I mean, that's not something I was doing or even, uh, uh, thinking about. So, I mean, it, it, uh, it, again, it just, the timing is just, is kind of crazy that, and then I, then I get into F3 and it's, you know, fitness fellowship and faith and it just, it, uh, you know, kind of, uh, really, um, took off again or <laughs> helped me, helped me grow and, and kind of get get back to my roots. Well, you know, I, I I really want to pause and actually commend you for for sticking with it. I guess I mean because you know, what Plague is talking about about this flux or these these ebbs and flows. Um, I'm a victim of it, right? Right. I mean, I used having a kid as as a, an excuse to pass the flag. Like, oh, I'm having a kid. I gotta pass the flag. I mean, I wanted to identify new leadership, and it was great. I passed it to you, but I remember you thinking to myself, "Oh, now is a good time for me to transition and post less and refocus my time with my family and stuff like that." But you kind of did something different. Where you're like, "Well, I'm, you know, yes, I'm. This is a new phase of my life, but I'm gonna continue to lean into F3 and what it what it can offer me, both spiritually, you know, physically, and and then the second half component um, socially." So, um, I just think that's kind of rare or it makes me kind of reflect on on the, the choices I've made so I just I think it's kind of somewhat inspirational the things that, you, that you've done makes me feel kind of bad of how I <laughs> kind of handled everything but uh, <laughs> it's more props to you than, than self-deprecation I guess no I, I I was I was just gonna say I mean I was I, I mean I, I was throwing all kinds of I mean it's not like Pony asked me and I was just it was like totally yes I mean I was yeah I did tell him first I was like well I might be moving and then it's like well I'm having a kid but um you know it's it's it is time for you to pass it on and then I mean Pony's like well you know you don't have to have it for a year you know like um like the example he was uh um uh giving but um it yeah I mean it and then once it you know once once I got it i I realized I was like, I mean, this, 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 this will be doable, but yeah, I mean, if I was, if I had the flag and was having a kid, I, I, I probably would have been the same boat as Pony being like, who, all right, who's ready to take this? One, when you're early in your marriage, right? That's prime time to make those types of mistakes, right? No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, the other thing I am curious about, because I, I think, um, you know, as you're, as you're looking at this, right, you took on 
this leadership role, it's helping to grow your faith, um, you know, helping to just grow you as, as a man. But um, tell me about the other, like that, that community service or that living third kind of piece of, of uh, the third F. Because I, I think for guys with younger kids, it's a little bit different, right? You're maybe not able to go and volunteer at mm-hmm. the food pantry. Or, but what did, what did that kind of third F aspect look like for you? Um, you know, I, as far as the, um, um, you know, the, the volunteering, I, that, that was like a high school, college, I was, you know, always involved in sports and was in a fraternity and we were always doing community service things. And then after college, um, it, it dropped off, um, to where now, I mean, that, I think, unfortunately for me, that is one area. I mean, I, there's a lot of areas I can still work on, but I mean, that's, that's definitely one that um, I could, uh, I, I still need to kind of navigate where to, where to, where to put that volunteering piece in at. Um, I, I just with, with everything that, that has, has gone on the last uh, three and a half years. Um, that that has definitely been one thing that I haven't uh, been able to take part in. I mean, I you know, donations and giving blood are easy, but um, as far as time for four hours on a Saturday, um, that's that's one place where um, I haven't been able to quite navigate to to regularly fit that in for sure well i think you know i think it's okay and i think you know just to piggyback off of like statement here i think it's okay to give yourself some grace in that area right i mean you are a new father a new husband and and finding time to do those things is tough you know i've I've made this statement before that um you know before f3 i was like yeah i'll do all this philanthropic stuff and uh, it just doesn't happen. I mean, I'm just, I just didn't prioritize those items and do it. And what I loved about F3 and what I love about it is that it creates those opportunities to where they're at your disposal, right? Now, it's up to you to determine whether or not it kind of fits within your schedule and, and, and stuff like that. But those opportunities are there. And that's, that's what I think is most encouraging about the group. Um, I mean, Brandon, what are your thoughts on that? Or Plague, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm just. I was just actually looking at the the Q source because it talks about this, right? Like, like kind of what is our definition of acceleration or a high impact man? And ultimately, like we're trying to help guys be better, you know, like be, have better relationships within the concentrica, right? So, yes, serving the community is really important, but your primary role is to be a good husband, if you're married, a good father, if you have kids, you know, so I, I do think like, I know I've put pressure on myself to, to get out and serve, but if I did a ton of community service and I was a terrible husband and father, then like that's backwards. Right. So I just, I think for me, when we look at high impact, right, you're going to, you know, impact the relationships, close proximity, and that's where you need to start. And then if all those wheels are turning and everything's grooving well there, then you start moving out, you know, but, but you got to kind of start inward. And I think, especially when you're new, you know, I, I think, um, and I was totally joking about the honeymoon baby. I don't know anything about your circumstances, Bovine, but I do think like when you're new in your marriage, 
and you have a new kid at the same time, right? You've got to be really intentional to like build the foundation with your, with your M, you know, because that is what's going to be most valuable for your kids. Um, at least in my opinion. Heck yeah, man. Cause I had like, I had like five years of my wife like training me to be the person I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> right. Uh, Bovine, tell us about, uh, about Stapler. I want to get your thoughts on, you know, how, how did you pick your successor and, and what did that look like for you? Or, or I guess anything you wanted to add on that previous discussion, you look like maybe you want had something to say. No. Yeah. I, I, I think just to kind of sum that piece up is um, I, I, I mean, it's, I, I think, uh, you know, yeah, F3 provides plenty of opportunities and, um, you know, they're, they're well announced. So I, I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, just like you guys said, kind of balancing everything. And I, I do think there, there is, there is a, a time and, and place that it, it can, it can be, can be done. So yeah, I'm, that, that, that's one area that um, I'm going to continue to work on. Um, but yeah, picking, uh, choosing stapler, um, it was, you know, is it's actually pretty easy. I mean, I think we, I think we talked about it, uh, a long time ago. Um, I, I brought him out, him and I go way back. He was a senior in college. I was a freshman and I could, we were in a fraternity together at university of Nebraska at Kearney. And, um, I mean, we just, we just stayed good friends even after he, graduated and I mean him and I both would be the first to tell you that if uh, even five years ago if you would have said hey you two are going to be regulars at this men's workout group at 5 30 in the morning in Omaha Nebraska we would have said I, I I think you got it you're you're, you're wrong that's that's the word that's not what we're going to be uh trust me so I mean we uh when I mean and and you know stapler was uh he was super easy sell when when he was coming back to Omaha, just, I was like, Hey, are you, you want to come out? And he's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Stapler, super social, likes to, likes to meet, uh, meet new people, hang out, do all the, um, you know, be a regular at that, um, all, all the events and, and stuff like that. So um, when I was, when I was choosing for, you know, looking for a site queue, I mean, it just made sense. Like, I mean, I, I don't even, our conversation, I think it was kind of like a, he knew what I was thinking and just was like, well, what do you think about me taking over the woodshed? And I was like, I, I think that'd be perfect. I mean, it would just be, be totally fitting. I mean, I, I think that's almost like kind of coming, coming full circle to, to bring out an FNG and, and they turn out to take the flag from you. You know what I uh, I love that because I think it's so rare that we have guys that are like, hey, what if, what if I do it right and kind of step up to the call? I I just love that because I think it's it's uh, it's rare to find people like that, and it shows a, a certain level of confidence in themselves, right? That we want to see, we want to see people kind of say, hey, I'm ready, um, and that's that's how new leaders get identified. Sometimes, sometimes it's. I, the, the, the former Q reaching out to you or whatever it is, but then sometimes it's the guys that step up and say, hey, Clay, like, I'm ready to go. Where do you need me? Where can I serve at? So I, I do like that. I like that story about Stapler. I think it's make, making that known that you are interested in a leadership role is, 
is key, right? Because then if you're not doing the things that we're looking for to lead, or somebody's going to tell you what to do differently. Um, and so, you know, and I do think, you know, it's up to the, the existing site queue to find somebody that they trust, that they feel comfortable handing it off to. And if that happens to be an FNG that they brought out and they kept engaged, like, you know, and that's, that's the way it shakes out. But I, I just think um, I love that Stapler was forward about asking uh, for it because we're, we're looking for guys to step up, right? And it's a responsibility to lead. And, you know, there's, you don't necessarily get a whole lot with it, right? It's not a reward-based leadership role where you get uh, credentials and more pay and, right, you actually sacrifice more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so. You kind of went through your whole life cycle here. You're, you're starting to graduate into post-cutum. Post um, you know, curious on your, your year and a half, two years here, what's the, what's the advice that you would leave with with the guys um, some things that you've taken away that you think we can do better or things that you just really appreciate about the group? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the, I, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, we, F3 does so many things, so many things, right. That, um, you know, as, as long as a guy, you know, you've you really got to go to the second workout, I think, um, uh, just just so you meet some more, just the, the more people you meet, the more people you, you'll mesh with. And, you know, Omaha is like such a big, small town that like, you're, you're probably going to run into somebody that knows somebody. So, I mean, if you're worried about not knowing anybody, I mean, it's, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna meet some people that, that, uh, that you know, or, or are more comfortable with. And, and then that, you know, that blossoms into, um, you know, being comfortable at, at, uh, you know, most of the sites, at least in your area. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think advice, yeah, I think you just, um, you know, don't be, don't be too quick to, to judge it like, like I was being like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to work out and, kind of hang back it's it's fun but i'm not gonna get too deep into the weeds or or go to these go to the csop or 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 volunteer for anything i'll just i'll just come to a few workouts a week i just kind of keep keep uh keep nudging people along you know ask them the, the easiest one is to ask them to go to to coffee i think um that can that can really um kind of seal the deal on getting somebody to be uh, um, all in. All in. Solid advice there, man. You know, uh, kind of as we wrap this up, I think uh, one last question we kind of want to ask you is, you know, if the guys are seeing you out there, you may not always share in the COT or, or, or share your thoughts and prayers um, at the end of the workout, but is there anything that we should be praying for you or if the guys see you, any words of encouragement that you could use? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think, um, you know, si similar to a lot of guys, I mean, there's, there's always a lot of things going on. And I guess, you know, my particular place where I'm at my life is, you know, my wife is uh, finishing up um, dental school. And so she's, um, you know, she's going to be transitioning to a job. And I mean, it's just going to be kind of another, uh, another, another, um, 
another obstacle to, to figure out and, and transition to. So yeah, I mean, I, I think just, just there's, there's always going to be things, uh, things coming up that, um, that have to be dealt with. And I, I guess I would just hope that, um, they can, uh, the transition can be, um, uh, as smooth as possible. Absolutely, man. We'll be, we'll be praying for you there. And just, just know, you know, I think, um, your, your story is, is like so many other guys, I think it's very relatable. And, you know, I think a lot of guys, uh, look up to you, you know, um, both as a leader, but also because you're so damn tall. Um, but, but no, in, in all seriousness, you know, I think just thank you for your service, to the guys in, in Omaha here. And I think also just, um, you should be proud. You know, I, when I hear you tell your story, I hear you, at a young age, prioritizing your wife, prioritizing your your child and your family. Um, and that's what it's all about, right? That's what the world needs more of. Uh, not necessarily more guys with six packs and big biceps like Pony, but we do need better husbands and fathers. So, so I, I appreciate you just being that kind of guy. Um, let's, we'll do a little neighborama here. I'll, uh, I'll start us off, sound good? All right, uh, Brandon Flaherty, 37, the plague. The plague. And gentlemen, we're 31, Pony Express. Pony, hey. Pony Express. Uh, Bo Beck with 32, Bovine. Bovine, moo. Oh, no. It's a moo, right? It's a hey. moo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it might be the easiest, one of the easiest uh, call signals in, in F3, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I never realized the bow, like bovine, like your name, Bo, and that like works really well. That's like maybe the most clever name. Yeah. 